podcast before you guys have and um normally how the podcast starts is i play the trailer from it but since this is whitney houston i'll probably just play one of the songs of hers i like uh and then we'll jump into it and okay we'll just jump into it now can you guys wait okay I haven't done this in like six months, so give me a break. Uh, I'm trying to think of the actual order. I still listen to the podcast. I can know people listen to the podcast. Okay, so welcome back to uh, Compton College's film video podcast. This is really like a film review podcast for our film analysis class. And I have two students with me. Meredith Melton. And Luis Bermudez. And we are here to talk about the person who I guess we just heard. Whitney. It's a movie about her. It's called Whitney. Uh, and these two students were gracious enough to go see it last week. And we're here to talk about it. So first, before we even talk about the actual film itself, I'm curious to know, is any of you actual Whitney Houston fans? I actually just barely heard of her. Um, okay, this podcast like, is like over. I've, I've heard of her name, but Get out. Like, I never knew who she was as a person and like what did she do? I know she was a musician, but like her whole background, I had no clue about. Sure. Okay. But you, you heard her music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I initially, I was like, oh my God, you never heard of Whitney Houston. Yeah, I said, like, no, how no, was, no. how is this even possible? No. I said, America is failing the youth. No. And Meredith? My mom um, used to have her album. My older sister used to listen to her a lot. So I wasn't like a stranger to this, but I did find out some things I didn't know, but it just made me appreciate it more like i just felt like i don't know like i just felt a connection not like total connection but i just was like wow now i understand a little bit okay um i love whitney houston i thought whitney houston i remember when she when she passed uh i thought whitney because it's always like whitney or uh mariah to some people because they were like dominating the 90s whitney was also dominating the, the 80s as well and i always thought whitney had she probably i think she has the greatest voice i've ever heard in my life like you hear her on some of these records just like jesus christ how can you see you see her live in the in the movie he was like she had a great voice so i'm curious to know i'm sorry it was like perfect her voice like perfect you know that's she can go up and down she can hit those notes you can hold them i mean it was great i'm glad they showed the um uh, Super Bowl performance the uh, National Anthem mm-hmm. went a little bit to that story because I've seen National Anthem so many times you know uh, but let's just start talking about the movie um, what were some initial thoughts well um, at first when it came on they um, used to play uh, they kept playing that part but when the night falls my lonely heart calls and I was like okay I wonder why they're picking this but as it got deeper into, you know, the documentary and it says how her mom was a professional singer and that they used to spend a lot of time with different family members. And I was like, OK, now I get it why they're using that. You know, why were they using it? Can you Because it? she could really identify with it and it's explaining like it's kind of showing why some of the choices that she made were made, you know, as, as terms of who she kept around her and the kind of like 
probably mar- even marrying Bobby Brown, you know, and nobody would expect that. But, you know, it's like, I was like, okay, I get it. She's like still that lonely little girl that her mom used to leave. And now. That's an interesting reading into that song. Because I, I, I don't know if she wrote it. I doubt it. Uh, so I'm curious to like know. I've been looking, looking to that. That's an interesting reading or, or is an interesting repurposing of that mm-hmm. song for this film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting thoughts. Well, on my part, from what I got of the movie, it's like, how did no one really point fingers at Bobby Brown? Because I'd felt like he was the worst influence on, on her. I personally felt like he was just like the cherries and the nuts and the sprinkles on the Sunday because that was already kind of going. Cause yeah. she said that her brother, remember how he admitted it? He said, I introduced her to we and other stuff when she was like, what'd you say? 16. So I guess when Bobby came, it was just like the floodgates got open, but she, she how much do you know about Bobby Brown and the, and the new edition? Not much, but like, I don't know, just depicting from the movie, you could tell, like, even though it's how happy he made her, like, you could tell he was a bad influence mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Sure. Well, it's, so this is one of my grievances with this, because I thought the film was okay. I didn't think it was great uh, that the filmmaker left a lot on the table and the filmmaker also used a lot of, um, how do I say this? A lot of shorthand imagery and uh, and like beliefs. Uh, for example, we talk about Bobby Brown, right? You know, he has that segment where people are like just talking shit about Bobby Brown, right? And you see him going kind of wild on the screen, you know. And like, yeah, Bobby Brown has his demons as well, but I don't. <laughs> I didn't appreciate the further demonizing this man, especially mm-hmm. this black man on yeah. in the screen when he isn't necessarily the biggest issue here. You mm-hmm. know, there are all kinds of other things going on. And I thought it was some of those images and that some of the imagery, like they talked about crack one time and drug use and they had some footage of some people on the street walking toward camera and like supposedly on drugs at one point and i don't because i don't these were just random people it seemed on the streets you know they're talking about drug use but it should happen that these random people were all black people you know and yeah. so it was there were some of these these moments in this film where i'm like ah i have trouble believing that a black filmmaker would make these type of choices here in this film and put it out as if there is nothing wrong with these images and with the underlining idea and tone are of these images so i say that because uh you're not very familiar with bobby brown or no. his new edition days no, or know. yeah see so know. you know uh because bobby was, you know, was always seen as kind of wild you know yeah. but he was a, he was a huge star it's like the movie talks about how big of a star he was but he was a huge star especially in like black american early 90s and late 80s he was huge do you do, do you listen to new edition my my older brother yeah, like they just ate, they had a three part movie out come out with a year ago or something on BET. Wow. That was uh yeah, that was that was really really popular here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh like Twitter was blowing up with it. I was I was in Korea at that time and I downloaded it. I was like I'm going to watch this movie, you know, uh because I wanted to be involved in this conversation that people were having online, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. But that's how big of a of a deal uh New Edition and Bobby Brown were at that time. So like uh yeah, he was he was huge. And I don't I don't know if the film actually 
articulate or was able, was able to really uh, convey how big of a star he was, especially in black America. Maybe not in greater, greater America. In black America, Bobby was, he had a song on Ghostbusters too. Like one, one of his most popular songs was on the Ghostbusters too. And Ghostbusters was one of the biggest franchises in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but uh, what else? What else about uh, Whitney? Do you, just, do you guys think about what, what were some things that you liked that happened in well, Whitney? I liked it because me as a person, not having much knowledge on her, it showed from step by step from when she was young, starting out singing at a church, to blowing up, becoming like performing in the Super Bowl and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I kind of understood and like seeing how like famous she got step by step. So yeah, I like how um like the I didn't know that she was related to like Dionne Warwick, and I didn't know that her mom was a famous singer. Like I didn't know that like that was in basically in her blood. Like I felt like now that I know that, I felt like okay, well this was like her destiny to be this singer. It was her destiny. Yeah, I think the film really does do an interesting job and a good job of setting that up where it's like this is what they groomed her for this is what her whole life was prepared to do uh but what do you think about that grooming and preparation and then juxtaposed to what it the outcome actually ended up being for her life well i think it was both i think how they groomed her they prepared her you know for singing but then also how you know, she was left in the care of others and was abused. It also groomed her for destruction. So it was like both sides. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of the abuse in this film? Not just the drug abuse, but the sexual abuse that they talk about. It, I know it's gonna sound weird, but when I saw one of her album covers, like I just had like a weird feeling, like like something is a little off. Like sometimes I'm sensitive to stuff like that and certain people that I grew up with have been molested and some of my friends. And so it's like, I could, I've just felt that energy, but I wasn't sure, but I was like something like it's a little off here. And that's just me. I'm like kind of sensitive to certain things, but I was like, okay, this is making sense now. Like when I was watching the documentary, I had flashbacks to certain things of when I would look at her album covers or whatever. That's just me. <laughs> sure. On my part, I don't really recall much about the sexual abuse, or maybe I didn't catch it. I'm not sure. Yeah, because they uh, they made a uh, talked about how they were left in the care of other people, mm-hmm. particularly Dionne Warwick's sister. I think mm-hmm. it's Didi Warwick. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay, I remember. Yeah. 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 So far out. Yeah. Well, see, you know, there were more things. I liked the movie overall, but there were some really nagging issues that I had. I mentioned one with the racialization of certain aspects. I don't like the way that the filmmaker framed the abuse as if uh, like abuse is traumatic and it stays with you um, for a long time. It stays, it was like, it it may never go away. Mm -hmm. Um, But it almost seemed as if he was saying all this stems from abuse and not the other things that also happened because the abuse was never actually confronted and dealt with like and i and i just have an issue with that because it's like he's he seems to be like an armchair psychologist saying this happened to her therefore you know of course and it's like yes but no like i just i just didn't think that there was enough there for him to run off with like the whole like some other points he was drawing off of that but i don't know what do you guys think what do you think Mary? well 
I have I know quite a few people that have um been sexually abused as a child and um it has greatly affected their life and affects like almost every choice they make and even as adults like sometimes they still cry about it or they still talk about it like I know people that like one of my friends she'll ask me stuff like well why did this happen to me and but she's an adult I don't have any answers for her but I mean like you could say that that's probably why she made a lot of her bad choices. I mean, like you yeah. said, armed psychologists, we don't know. But I know people that it's personally happened to, and even as adults, it's like they're still struggling. Like, Yeah, and I don't, I completely hardcore. agree with that. And that's part of the issue is he, like this becomes a plot point, or this becomes like, this was revealed almost toward the end of the movie. You know, like if you're gonna talk about these issues that she's been facing her entire life, like the bullying, which again had issues with that because it was all getting framed as uh, as her being light skinned. Like one of the brothers said something to the point, of, well, you know, the dark skinned girls in the neighborhood, and and, and exactly. And as a yeah. black person, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, maybe people are are teased at times, but I said, I said, as a person, as a black person making as a black person were writing this or directing this movie. I think I would be like no, maybe that's your idea of it. Yeah. But she she didn't come up even as that as that light skin at she all. She was like girl. caramel, nah. cinnamony. Yeah. You know? Unless they was all the color of charcoal, I don't see how. <laughs> but like, I guess it probably saw her that way because the way she was raised too. Like her mom didn't want her no type of like ghetto looking or the way she acted. So I guess they more more lean on the light skin because of that. Yeah, but. I, but I, I, as I like, as a black person, that usually manifests itself differently, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so because there was something, something else that the brother said that they just he just let slide, uh, where the brother talked about her bisexuality and how he wasn't for homosexuality. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, and the brother would just pretty much dismiss homosexuality as even. I think he called it wrong or something of that nature. He said mm-hmm. something of that nature, and again, the filmmaker didn't didn't draw an air didn't say didn't make it seem as if what he's saying was wrong and it was they just let him say like like okay this could be right like no as like i think as a filmmaker either you choose not to have that in the film or you juxtapose that with someone who counters what he's saying because someone can hear what the way that her brother said in a way that was set up as saying this is the right way to be which is the way the brother said which is anti-homosexuality and i so it was these moments that kept that kind of wouldn't allow me to completely relax in this movie because yeah. mm-hmm. I just didn't feel these things. I was like, this is, ugh. yeah. Um, but what are some more thoughts about, about, uh, about Whitney? Cause we've also watched two documentaries this week in class as well. Yeah. How are these documentaries? You watch Harlan County, USA an American movie. How are these, how are those two films comparable to, well, Whitney. these two documentaries in the class, I felt like they stuck more on the subject. The Whitney documentary, I didn't really understand why they were like showing flashes of riots and people drinking Pepsi. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like she's of the times and she's America's sweetheart. But I was like, what? What? Why? Like, why are we? It kind of just took my attention off of what was happening, and I'm like, why? I don't really get it. Like there wasn't no like big, you know, like. 
this ain't the civil rights movement and she wasn't mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin. I, I just didn't get like the connection, but I guess maybe they were trying to show like, you know, this is America's sweetheart and this, this is time, that's okay. happening at this time. But I just, I don't know. I so, get it. I, I agree. And I think that's saying, I said, we went on very long. I kept saying things about drugs and I was like, are they making an allusion to what they're eventually going to get to? Are they trying to allude to that? Or, cause yeah, I definitely felt weirded by that cut back to like, these 80s moments but i think there's a better way Riots to do and that pepsi. i'm like yeah. what is what what's Plus, happening who drinks pepsi let's be honest here no no <laughs> yeah, what are some more let's what are some more thoughts about whitney that we have i just have um more adoration for her because of um like her beautiful voice and the way she was and just seeing like everything that she had been through with the abuse and the, you know, abandonment issues and the, you know, trying to cope with like drugs and surrounding herself with people. And I just felt like, wow, like when her own father s- tried to sue her for like, what, a hundred million dollars? I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God, like oh she already God. been through a lot as a kid. Why? And this Why? is just like the icing on the cake, you know, this is. That can really push somebody over the edge, like yeah. your own flesh and blood trying to see for a million dollars. I'm like, wow, like, no wonder if sh- sh- this probably made it step up a notch or, you know, made more. I was like, oh, my God, how can so what that's did, messed up? What did you guys think about her family in this with a hundred million dollars and my all, all that? It's just I don't know, like half of her family are being really unsupportive of like in the beginning, I guess they were really supportive, but after like money started coming in, it's like I feel like they started getting greedy. Like you got to give me like a part and stuff. Yeah. I felt like it was so ominous um, when she had that picture with Michael Jackson. Like she got to a part where she was so famous and so rich and so powerful that people were scared to tell her no, you know. And I heard the same thing with Michael. Like if he wanted, you know, pills to go to sleep with people were he was so rich so famous so whatever people were scared to tell him no and it seemed like that's what happened with her family you know because she was the one bringing in the money and they were all basically on her payroll they were scared to tell her no and so you guys telling me if you, when if you guys get rich and famous you won't hire your family oh i'm definitely well, hiring yeah, my I'll family for think. sure <laughs> so what's the what's, but what's they better what's, what's you know the they better not sugarcoat nothing if they see me acting a fool like uh uh-uh, don't just be like, sure, if you need to sleep. <laughs> nah, please. Mm-mm. Do you really think the people on your payroll are going to be that honest with you? Nope. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I mean, <laughs> Yo, uh, I mean I'll probably be selective about it, but not bring the entire family because you don't know who has your back and who doesn't. I already yeah. know who got my back. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Like one of the main characters in this film that we never hear from is Robin. And I didn't do my research. I don't know if Robin has passed away or what. It didn't seem like mm-hmm. she, she had from the way they were speaking of her. Uh, but what did you guys think of Robin in this film? There was a really friend? much closure in the movie because they talk about like how they probably would have had something. But then once they, like it just completely stops once on Bobby and Ro- and Whitney get married. So like there was like no more information in there or her reaction. Yeah, they didn't it. like say like, stuff like that. what how she felt or what happened, where she go. It's just kind of like she was there and then she wasn't. I don't think they um, explained or uh, they kind of just spoke about it, but they didn't like really get into it, like how they got into the other areas. But I felt like that lady was like a really big part of her life, you know. Yeah, the, the and she was there they, for years. 
The only know? thing I remember they said where it was like kind of closure was when um, Bobby had Bobby. I mean, sorry, Robin had told him Whitney is like, is it? A, it's either Bobby or it's me. And then that's when she told me, well, you could pack up your stuff and leave or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I recall about it. Yeah, I was. I, I think I think her absence. Again, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know uh, if she's still alive or not. But it was. She was talked about a lot, but we never heard really from her or anybody in seems in true defense of Robin, right. which is fascinating for someone to be around Whitney as much as she was that he couldn't find somebody who was pro Robin either. Mm-hmm. I just I just find that fascinating. Yeah, like the whole family was like a, against, against her. You know, but the filmmaker wasn't he didn't seem to be necessarily be against her. He seemed to think that uh she was almost like the dam and once she left the the floodwaters really burst out. Maybe so, because Whitney felt like when she was getting bullied and all that, that that was her savior, you know. So in a way, I felt like she was a person to bring her like security and stability that she was looking for. Because remember, from a child, she was always felt, I guess, that loneliness, that abandonment, that unsure feeling, that not being safe. Like she said, she was scared to tell her mom of the abuse. So here comes Robin, the person that saves her from bullies. So she probably felt like, okay. This is someone in my life that, you know, is going to be there for me. They're not going to leave me. They're not going to leave me alone. They're going to protect me. And then when she leaves, it's like, you know. See, but see, that's, that's when. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, that's when um, I think that's when, who was it? The manager that manager or that had full, like, decisions of everything? Because Robin was always there for her career, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was manager of many things. And then when she left, that's when, I forgot who's the other guy. I think one of the, the guy part of the label started taking over and making decisions for uh, L.A. Reid was it yeah, Reed, I yeah. Think, yeah you know what that part um when he was like when the guy asked him did you ever know that Whitney was using drugs and when he said he what he say oh I never knew I was like come on yeah how, 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 what <laughs> that really yeah. didn't make sense that didn't make sense I was like yeah. oh man well yeah but it's again even it's- on tv everyone knew <laughs> like yeah that but that, yeah that's the thing though it's like people turn a blind eye because they are getting something out of it you know but this is but this also it's part of part of the issue like I, you mentioned something just now about like how we're looking back and the part of the issue that i have with documentaries like this mm-hmm. that are about um like a specific person who also is not that recently deceased it's mm-hmm. been like less than 10 years um and especially such a big figure is that we tend to go back and try to parse out their lives in a way that is understandable to us as regular individuals mm-hmm. so we say this happened and this had to lead to this and this is and this is something that just narrative filmmaking does all the time like you see someone do something in a movie and you say okay this person is like this because they have to. They only have 90 minutes, two hours to tell about who a person is. Yeah. And a problem I have with that is that I, just because me personally, I just don't think that's how humans operate. I think we are much more complex than, oh, you know, her mother did this and then someone did this. And then therefore, I think there is more, generally speaking, that goes into it. We can, we can have uh, ideas, but I don't like how sometimes these movies draw pretty definitive conclusions from individual actions that happened 30 years ago 
from someone that we cannot talk to about like what they really meant or how they really yeah, felt about it. I felt that it. too. I was like, dang, I wish, you know, I felt like there was a lot missing. I'm like, I, I wish, but who, I mean, who knew that she was going to pass away, you know? But if we could only like talk to her, you know, I think that would have cleared up a lot of things. I felt like there are a lot of holes and a lot of, I want to show you this, I want to show you this. And then you can kind of come to a conclusion on your own, but we don't really have the facts here. We're just putting it out there because this is what we think happened. And I felt. Okay. Um, Any final thoughts, any things you want to share about the movie, about any performances she had in the movie, about anything about Whitney? in this movie Ooh, more on your daughter that i was yeah, surprised that was so like, sad. she killed herself too well she didn't kill herself oh, sorry. Oh, what is she, what is she um doing? she because i was this happened with like two years ago uh it was a drug related uh death oh there you uh, go yeah yeah wow and i thought that was trippy how um whitney's assistant was saying that um her daughter was like oh i wish i could kill my mom if nobody would yeah. know i was like wow what did that girl go through for her to say that you know like that is I'm like that right there. That's a whole nother thing. Like I'm like, there's so much that makes me feel like there's so much missing from this documentary. There really is. Yeah, because I'm like, dude, people just don't say that for nothing. That was deep. Yeah, but that's it goes back to my like, who 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 can two tells that story? Like, should we even tell that story to a certain extent? Like, I like I maybe I don't know. I just it's just for me, it is difficult. Because these people are they didn't write books, they didn't they didn't have historians in the moment. Yeah, these writers who wrote about her and about her kids and this and that, but they weren't as intimately involved as a biographer would have been yeah. or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely am intrigued also by uh, Bobby Christina's life. You know, what kind of life did Bobby Christ- Christina live? But at a certain point, you know, this movie's about fame and about how fame destroys people. Mm-hmm. And how intrusive uh, fame can be, and how how burdensome it can be. And now we're prying deeper, you know, with the movie yeah. instead of just letting her rest, you know. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I'm I feel like yeah, we're prying deeper, and I found out stuff I didn't even know, but now I feel like I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sadly, it's, but yes, I do. I'm like, wow, this is well, this is really something. There's another Whitney Doc out right now. There are, okay. Yeah, so this is there's another one out. Yeah, so there's more Whitney. I want to watch it again. Out there. I want to oh. watch it again. Like I was in the theater. There was a couple of times where I had to like break out my tissue and like wipe my tears because I was like, wow, I never knew this. You know, yeah, people didn't respect her as a person. Like she's a human being with feelings and emotions, and it's like sometimes when people get famous, they just treat them like they're a thing instead of a, a person. And I was just like, wow, like this is deep this is so sad like how do you see that's the thing i think this film feeds into that same that same thing you know because mm-hmm. i still see them treating her like a science project and examining right. her like that instead of instead of like, i don't i don't i i guess I, I never felt that the filmmaker was on her side and maybe he shouldn't be on her side i don't know right. but i never felt as if um uh the filmmaker was concerned about Whitney into making this film. Like, I don't talk about the drugs, talk about all this stuff, but I think there's a, a sensitivity that you can do it, do it, and I think there's a perspective that you can have that 
I don't think he had, and I've outlawed some of them, you know, in his film. Like, I just I think there were some perspectives that he just, just missed, you know. Um, yeah. What do you think he missed, like, as far as maybe, like, I don't know, what do you think is one thing that you think he missed, like, as far as, like, family or the drug use thing or the, well, like. I think it just goes back to the way I was thinking about it, more, more of a, of the of the tone of what he was having, of how he, because uh, when he talked about her singing, you know, it seemed as if, uh, like, the moments that he spent on the national anthem, mm-hmm. uh, the moments that he spent on her first performance, you know, those seemed like, like kind of sweet and tender moments. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that uh, making a movie about uh, uh, about her her addiction, which you can do, I think you can do it. I don't think he was tender enough and understanding enough that uh, about how difficult and how much of a struggle that is for and for a person who who's, who's, who's addicted. Like right. it was still it's still she still felt like uh, we were victim blaming her in this film. And mm. I'm curious to see somebody else tell this story about Whitney and her struggles and addiction and tie it better back into maybe the abuse that she suffered and talk about it from a perspective of somebody who is just who is still a human being because it was still seen we were still looking at this celebrity right and that's how I felt and and so I don't think the film ever got past that wall yeah and I and I and I think that's to a detriment Maybe it's impossible to get through the wall because of who Whitney is. But I don't know. I don't think it has to be. It's really going to be hard to get past that wall unless you can, unless you can talk to people that were close to her that actually will feel like trust you enough to let down their guard because she's not here. Her daughter's not here. Bobby didn't really seem like he wanted to talk a lot about certain things. So, Unless they can find someone that they probably feel really genuinely cares, they're probably not gonna share more. But maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's because this this film feels so detached, right? Because yeah, Bobby he said I'm not talking about the drug mm-hmm. use. Maybe there's someone who Bobby will talk to about the dr- drug use and talk about it from a perspective that we haven't heard. Where he feels safe to just open up and just say this is what happened. This is my part. This was her part. Um, you know, not trying to vilify anybody or put somebody down, but this is my real life and this is what happened. Yeah, you know? but even then, I don't feel like you can trust Bobby because he'll just paint a picture. Well, he, like, if he's a good person in it, like to protect his, to protect himself. Maybe, I but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't think we have to solely rely on Bobby. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be part of that. Like, there was actually a good article in the Atlantic uh, that was comparing uh, Pusha T, the rapper. And uh, Whitney Houston uh, about because Pusher T, we, we saw that image of that house in Atlanta that someone took and put on the tabloid that was in the film. I remember this part. There's like a, when she was in Atlanta and they were like, she was in a room for like two weeks. Oh, yeah. That part was kind of creepy where she said that the assistant said that, oh, it was horrible and that he was. They how they kept everything dark, and he was like drawing what do you say demons on the floor and on the walls. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I too, was that like, she was talking about dude, stuff. I was what, like, this is. What? That's another thing where I'm like, okay, well, what was happening there? The whole Bobby Christina saying that, was, and this is like certain things where it's there like there was a tabloid photo. More, what's going on? There was a photo that was taken by uh, Bobby Brown's sister, I want to say, and she released it to the tabloids, and Pusha T 
used it on his album a few months ago because Kanye, because Kanye's a dickhead, uh, bought this image for $85,000 to yeah. put it on Pusha T's album cover for whatever, because he's just, a, again, he's a dickhead um, because of the drug usage. You know, so this article is about Pusha T's album and about uh, how, but also about how we discuss and how we do not humanize uh, addicts, you know, and people who are addicted, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm reading this because she talks at length about um, Whitney Houston in this because of the image and the relationship now to Pusha T. And I'm thinking about this movie and I'm thinking about the way that we do, we have looked at Whitney in addiction. And I think this filmmaker in many respects was still the former where we don't see her as human. And, and, that's, right. and this is, and this is a problem that I guess is a problem. Like I, I love seeing her singing. I loved, uh, it was interesting to see her cursing and stuff because Whitney came yeah. off. She's, if you, historically Whitney's came off as very, especially at a time when R&B was moving a little raunchier. It definitely was. Like when they said that you don't, you didn't have people stand, stand in front of people and sing, you were in front of a band and stuff. Yeah. Like popular R&B was moving in direction. Bobby Brown was part of that, that movement, you know, in the nineties. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I just, I find it, I find it very fascinating. And that's, that's why I said I like this movie. I guess I like I like Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not so much this movie Whitney. Yeah. Right. Like I, I love it and I respect Whitney. She still Whitney. makes it even though she's not here. It's like it's her that made it because if it was all somebody else I probably wouldn't have saw it. <laughs> yeah. And and because she's I think she still has a personality and she to mm-hmm. me is a tragic figure. You know, and I don't then I think the film tries to paint her a tragic figure, but I think it tries to paint her a tra- tragic figure figure in the wrong way. And like I just like we like Whitney was was great so I, I saw it and I as, yeah and any any more thoughts I just <laughs> wow I'm just like wow so ominous certain things I don't know that part I don't know if you caught this but remember that part when she was saying something about oh something about when judgment day comes and this and that when she was singing when she was walking up those stairs no, and then she was like facing the camera and it was cre- it was so creepy it was like there's bathroom tile behind her i'm like dude did yeah. you did you see that part yeah. I, 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 I didn't I pick that, that up like, yeah dude, i didn't pick that I was like, up that is so weird how she's like oh when judgment comes and this and that and she was singing like and i was like that is so creepy it's like bathroom tile behind her that sure. Is just like, well, that's again. It's like when we talk about this in class. A filmmaker makes his choice. The filmmaker could maybe say, "I don't want the, want this in this film." Then do you have the same reaction? Mm. But the filmmaker says, "No, I want this in a, in a film." You know, so the filmmaker is going back and repurposing uh, footage that really doesn't have that tone or doesn't have that mood right. in that moment. You know, and then he says, "Oh, but it works now." Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't know what what that what, what that means. Uh, so I just, just thought it out there. But we're now like at 35 minutes almost. Um, but we have an additional thought that I think is very interesting. Well, what I found um, like really strange and controversial was like how Bobby's like fragile masculinity got to him and he started like coming out with these stunts because he became known as as uh, Whitney Houston's husband rather than for himself, the musician he is as Bobby Brown. So that's when he started like doing all these stunts to get to gain publicity. Right. Doing things to hurt her. He said, what do you say? Um, 
the assistant was like, oh, like he was cheating on her and doing this and doing that and <laughs> putting it out there in the open. So then people would come at her like, oh, did you know this happened and this happened? And I'm like, wow. I thought that was trippy too, how that part when they were singing. And it's like she kept trying to encourage him, like, no, this is your part. Like, mm-hmm. he knows what he's I feel like that still kind of discourages him too, because, like, why is she telling him to do this when he could do it on his own? Because he's fucking up. That's why. <laughs> and she loves him and she's trying to help, That's but it's true. like she's kind of making it worse because certain people, like, when you try to help them and they're down, they take it as. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, Instead that, that, that's what I'm saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? It, let's go back to that, that masculinity issue, you know, and they really, in this film, they painted it too as almost like a black masculine issue, which, um, you know, I don't think it's any different than most other just men and sexism and this belief that Bobby, in this, according to this film, seems to have about his role as a man in a household and, and in the marriage. And Whitney seems to buy into it as well in this film, which a lot of couples do. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of men, we just, they just have issues. Um, and and women sometimes um, try to accommodate that. You know, this you, you see this, uh, this happens so much, so much. And it's devastating. It's devastating uh, to Whitney was in this film. It's devastating to Bobby. Yeah. You know, and Bobby needed to give them help for that. You know, and I also honestly, I wonder what role uh, the church and the beliefs in uh, the church played into uh, Whitney and Bobby feeling this way about the head of household type business. You know, I felt like she had to stick. I mean, she probably felt she had to stick to it. No, I feel like Whitney didn't really care about who was, like, the bigger role in the relationship, whatever. But then, like, I guess, like, she felt bad that Bobby, like, was discouraged of her. Yeah, that, and, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. She probably didn't care, but he did care, you know, because, I mean, she was who she was. So maybe, you know, she was going to be who she was, whether she was super famous or not. But I think it got to him, like you said, with his personal issues. Would you care? If uh, if your partner was making uh, more money than you, on my part, honestly, no, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. she's doing fine. Then I'll be, I mean, you know, I'm fine with that. Good for her. Good and for I'll support it. Yeah, good for y'all. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Like, uh, as men, we need yeah, to do better. That's, that's trippy. I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if she hadn't tried to accommodate so much for his insecurities, would things have went so far south? Yes. Um, because someone who has those type of insecurities, then if he's acting out, like this movie doesn't, does it talk about him actually, he doesn't like, there's no allegations of physical abuse, mm-hmm. but emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And this is with her trying to accommodate. Right. So my question is how, how might he have reacted otherwise? This is why part of the reason why you see, uh, people stay in abusive relationships right. is because of the fear that it possibly could get worse. Uh, and because, you know, there's, there's a lot to it oftentimes, but yeah. it's just it's a, that's something that what men need to realize too is that by loosening up this burden that we put on ourselves to be what we perceive as the man and the leader and all this stuff, how freeing it could be. Bobby Brown didn't sit back and according to this film, if it, what if he would have sat back and said, "Wow, now I can go off and do something else." Why she like uh, how much yeah. how much I don't have to do this I don't have to like it's a burden lifted 
And but men don't too many men don't seem to understand that. How I mean, he, you can see why he reacted that way because, like, if you kind of picture it, I mean, he was really big and like just to be painted off, and it's like Bobby Who. It's like they like forgot who he is and they just know him as um, her husband. So it's like I guess it kind of hurts him emotionally for that reason. But it ain't. It's, he, he's not. He's not just her husband. He is Whitney Houston's husband. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, call me, um, Mr. Houston. I don't like why why yeah why why would why would like why would I because we're still if it's a if it's still a partnership it's a partnership yeah. and if it's not it's not but like I don't it's just yeah there there are definitely some masculinity issues there that were unexplored and unresolved and uh, yeah that's terrible you know I just I just say men do better we need to we need to do better and examine this fragile masculinity because it is dangerous for us it is dangerous for the people around us people we supposedly love i agree i've been around people that have been in abusive relationships and sometimes it seems like the woman keeps trying to say you know it's okay i love you and then like the more they try to act like that the crazier the guy gets and i'm just like what do you Again, you can't heal you cannot heal his emotions his mind his heart you can't make him secure none of that it's like he's gonna be who he's gonna be like you shouldn't well, break base. as a society we need to expand this idea of what it means to be a man and what masculinity is because if he lived in a society where that didn't preach and tell him that you have to be the breadwinner that you have to be on top as a man in a heterosexual relationship uh maybe he wouldn't have be, uh, reacted that way. Yeah, I think society does kind of like push, push, push people so far and keeps pushing, pushing, pushing till there's like a breakdown because um, I feel like when it comes to being a man or a woman, just be yourself. Like if you're a man, then that's what you are. Just be that. Be yourself. Whatever that means. Yeah, like just be yeah. yourself. Like whoever, yeah. whatever's in your mm-hmm. DNA and your personality and your soul, just be that because if you try to like like it wasn't in his destiny to be on the level that Whitney was. So it's like, accept that as your destiny, you got to your level of greatness. You know, you did what you did. You had a good career. That's true. Enjoy that. That's what's in your DNA. That's what's in your destiny. She was on another level, you know? So it's like, accept it, embrace it. Don't feel like you're less than because she's something that's great it's like you you are still you you are still yourself you're still your own greatness you're still your own soul your own dna be secure in yourself love yourself you've accomplished more than so many a lot of people so what are you so mad about that you should be happy it's like i'm doing great she's doing great we're doing great together like what's up with that again yeah it starts (laughs) earlier we have to allow uh and the kids to find who they are and people just to live the life that they feel is best for them uh but we don't do that you have to be a man you have to do these things to be a woman you have to do these things and yeah if you that, don't that do these things because i'm like well so I, I appreciate you bringing this up when we <laughs> yeah. put the mics down about uh bobby brown's toxic max masculinity because yeah. it's it's real and it's it happens everywhere it happens everywhere you know and we need to and we especially as men need to check other men you know, Bobby should have had another man in his life who was able to say, "Hey, Bobby, you need to you need to reevaluate how you are seeing all of this, because it's nothing good can come come of this, and it's detrimental to you, society, and the people you love. Mm-hmm. So, do better. 
And it's, it's out there. It's not hard to do. There are all kind of people, women have been writing about this for decades. Men have been writing about this for decades. It's just a matter of, of men realizing this and talking amongst ourselves and rooting it out early on. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is uh, an add-on. <laughs> I'm going to have to be able to edit this together. But thank you guys yeah. for coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Till next time. <laughs>